0: Checking it up with Shaykh Fiaz: Reflections from the Holy Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends the messenger to his creation as a means to offer us guidance. At the end of the day, the prophets of God from Adam until the Khatam, the Imams of al Bayt, the Holy Qur'an. Religion in its entirety is a means to offer us guidance toward that which we are seeking to reach, which is proximity and closeness to our Creator. God created us so that we know Him, so that we understand that we have to be in a state of perpetual servitude to Him when we're sleeping, when we're awake. When we're eating, when we're walking, when we're working, when we're studying Every phase and every facet of our life has to include the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But that's a long sort of path that every individual needs to take It doesn't happen overnight, but it's something that the Qur'an and its verses and the prophets and the messengers and certainly our Prophet Muhammad وسلم, all strove for, and that's the only thing that they cared about, offering us a sense of guidance. God states in the Holy Qur'an in Surah Jumu'ah, for instance, wa ba'atha minhum yatlu alayhim wa wa al-kitab That God sent down a Prophet from amongst you, amongst the people, and what a prophet he was. A man who would literally be from amongst the people. Meaning he would spend time with them, demonstrate his accessibility to the men, to the women, to the children, to the elderly, to everyone within that community. They felt a sense of closeness and proximity to the prophet, like they really had a brother, like they really had a mentor, like they really had a friend. <laughs> and his first responsibility. to teach creation God's signs. God sends down the Prophet, giving him and appointing him with this most important task, to teach the creation God's signs. Meaning that the Prophet was versed in them, he understood them, he knew them, he has the reality of all things. And the Prophet would remind people to look up at the skies, Look up at the sun, the moon, and the stars. وَالضُهَى إِذَا سَجَى wa For instance, so many verses of the Qur'an speak toward these manifest natural signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look down at the oceans and the rivers. Look at the trees and the clouds and the stars. All of these are the unique signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And through contemplation and reflection of them, we're able to reach proximity and understanding of who our Creator is, for He's the Creator of all of these things. alayhim ayatihi wa And the second responsibility was to purify them, to purify their hearts, to purify their souls, meaning ours. The Prophet ﷺ is concerned about our heart. He's concerned about our soul. He's concerned about the end of our life and whether we will be on the deathbed of truth or that of falsehood? Will we recognize God or no? Did we live a life of morality and of virtue, fulfilling the covenants and commandments of our Creator when it comes toward manifestations of law or not? The Prophet wanted us to enter into a state of recognition of what our responsibilities when it comes to our faith and religion are. He wants us to take these things seriously. Once you know the existence of God And you submit toward these signs As a means toward getting closer to Him Then the next step is to take all of that seriously Recognize that this creation of ours Is not something that God created in vain But there's some real purpose behind it And then to learn this book to learn this book, to learn the whole Qur'an And understand that the Prophet ﷺ Is not just a messenger in the sort of translation of the word Where he comes and brings down a message But doesn't understand what's in that message Like your mailman who comes and brings your package And puts it in your mailbox No, the Prophet Alayhi He's the teacher of that message He is the practitioner of the Qur'an He is Qur'an al-Natiq according to our hadith and according to our traditions, that he is the speaking Qur'an, that he is a man who manifests the perfection and of the virtues and the sublime qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls to within the whole Qur'an. And he is here to offer us that sense of guidance, but most people, they don't pay heed. When you take a look at human history, you take a look at the lives of all of the different Prophets of God, from Abraham to Nuh to Musa to Isa, peace and blessings be upon all of them, so few of their followers were in a state of real conviction for what it is that the Prophet preached. And when they were, when the Prophets of God passed away, immediately they were turned back. And you find so many examples of that within the whole of Qur'an. That when Musa alayhi salam climbed the mountain, and he appointed the rest of his community to Harun, his brother, his cousin. What do we see except that the majority of that community turned back because they did not see the presence of the divine representative of God on earth, and they immediately didn't have that sense of conviction. And they went and they submitted to toward misguidance. But again, the only thing that they cared about was not that they wanted popularity, not that they wanted wealth, not that they wanted power, no. and you take a look at The lives of the prophets, peace and blessings be upon them. And the way that they preached, they didn't ask for any sort of physical compensation for whatever it is that they offered to their community. They were sincere in the meaning of sincerity. Sincerity itself is not the word to explain the prophets and the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What they really cared about was their community. And for the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa that which gave him that sense of stress in those early days in that Meccan period was that he had the reality and the truth of the heavens and the earth within his heart. And when he wanted to share that information, no one was receptive to what it is that he had to say. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in verse number four consoles him. O oh, Prophet, don't worry about what you're going through right now. At the end of all of this, you are going to be okay. We're going to raise your rank. You are going to be in paradise. You are the king of paradise. And the people, in terms of the quality of people that you have around you, are going to offer you that sense of solace where you realize. Your message and your preaching didn't go in vain. Just think about that for just a moment. What the Prophet ﷺ wanted was what was best for us, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala consoles him by telling him, "Oulah," according to some interpretations, as we mentioned in the previous episode, that this has to do with a comparison between the early part of the life of the Messenger وسلم, versus the latter part of the life of the Messenger Mecca versus Medina. Again, while others state that the Prophet وسلم, that the dunya and the seeking to guide others within his period of 23 years of prophethood were incredibly challenging, that he was abused in so many different ways and in so many different places by so many different people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states wa that he's speaking to the Messenger السلام, by telling him, Oh Muhammad, don't worry, go through the struggle now and you'll find in the next life that we'll offer you a sense of sort of console. And in verse number five, God states, and you will find that your Lord will give you and will make you content. When you go and you take a look at this verse of the Holy Qur'an and the way that God speaks to the Prophet ﷺ, again, we have to put ourselves in a state of understanding which really allows for us to enter into a state of real awe of the incredible nature of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. When it came to that which the Prophet was seeking again, it wasn't anything in this dunya. When I work really, really hard in my job, I want to attain a paycheck. I want to attain status. You want to often attain something in terms of a materialistic gain. When you study really hard, you want to see the results on that exam. Or if you study really hard throughout your entire college experience, at the end of the day, you want to get a really good job. So you're able to enjoy what it is that you're doing. And you want to be able to benefit others, but at the end of the day we also have a selfish sort of motivation. We want to be able to earn money. We want to be able to invest that money. We want to be able to utilize those finances to raise a family, even if that's not necessarily our primary intention behind doing whatever it is that we're doing. For the Messenger ﷺ, the only thing that concerned him, that he cared about, was his community. Which is why when the angel of death came and the Last day of the life of the Messenger on that Monday, the twenty eighth of the month of Safar, eleven years after Hijrah, he came and he began to remove the soul from the body of the Prophet. To which the Prophet he felt the pain and the agony of that, and he looks toward the angel of death and he states, Is this how it is for everyone, O angel? Is it this painful for everybody? To which the angel of death says, O messenger of God, you're the prophet of God. For others, it's a lot more painful. To which he responds, Sallallahu alayhi The mercy unto the world's Muhammad states, Shaddid alayya wa khaffif ummati. That make it more painful for me and lessen that pain for my ummah. Can you imagine? his concern even in the last moments of his life or for his followers. And when it comes toward this verse in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, sawfa rabbuka That which the Prophet ﷺ would find in terms of contentment according to our ahadith and according to our traditions is the intercession that he is able to offer to us as a community that on the Day of Judgment, he will look to intercede in spite of our sins and acts of transgression and lapses and negligence. When it even comes to the Prophet's station himself or when it comes to our dedication to God or to reflection of the whole Qur'an or to the injunctions and obligations and prohibitions created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, According to traditions, what he wants to see on that day of judgment, when he finds himself in utter and absolute contentment, is that he wants to intercede and say, Oh God, that all of these people, they're Muslims. And they're followers and believers and lovers of mine. So allow for them to enter into paradise. Imagine. (laughs) وَلَسَّوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرُضَى the Prophet ﷺ will ask God, O oh God, let me intercede on their behalf and let them enter into paradise because they remembered me and they sent salutations upon me and they recited salawat upon me and they came to visit my grave in the holy city of Medina and they made ziyara on me. And once in a while they would remember by calling out, as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace and blessings be upon you, O Messenger of God. وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرَضَى That you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you that sense of contentment, O Muhammad, because of your dedication, because of your sincerity for for this cause of spreading the message. When we want to try to work toward applying some sense of practical applications and lessons from this verse, and from really these two verses, chapter 93 verses 4 and 5, in which God states, Know that if we want to attain any sense of success in this life, we need to put forth an effort in the same way that the Prophet ﷺ put forth that effort toward attaining the success that he was seeking. But that which makes any endeavor really successful is if we set and align our intentions and really work toward attaining proximity toward God during the course of it. al ula. If you study for four years and then you do a two-year master's program in order to get a job or to make money or to do whatever it is that you want to do, that's great. But when you put God in the equation during the course of those studies and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you someone who's able to make a difference in the world utilizing the skill set that you just gained, all of a sudden there's a lot more potential for God to give you that sense of solace when he tells the Prophet ﷺ and in reality he could be telling us this as well, fa يُعْتِيكَ Rabbuka that you will find contentment and that God will be content with you and you will be content with God because in the way that you're working to being a doctor, to being a lawyer, to being a teacher, to being an engineer, whatever it is that you know that you can utilize those skills to give back to your community as well. That goes for really every phase and every facet of our life. If we're studying, if we're at home with our family, if we put God in the equation, And we're sincere that the reason why you want to do this is not only so you can accumulate and only that you can attain something during the course of this dunya, which is so distracting and so deceiving. There's that much more opportunity for us to learn, that much more opportunity for us to grow, that much more opportunity for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to tell us that you struggle now and you're going to see far more benefit later, that you will find that God will make you content. And you will be content with God, and that God will be content with you. And secondly, again, from these verses, recognize the unique station of the Prophet. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen from all of His creation one man, and that's Muhammad. A illumination of the mercy and the compassion of God, that His care and His concern and His ultimate success is not in anything else except for our ultimate success. And that is that we are able to enter into paradise in his proximity. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that blessing. Walhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. ala Muhammadin wa ala al Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.